Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. And we can worship the Lord together. Amen. And this morning, I'm just going to share a word that, that God has laid on my heart for, I believe not just for one person, I believe this for each and every one of us. And the title of the message this morning is called The Morning Watch the morning watch. And if you have a Bible this morning, can you please turn to Psalm chapter 5, and we're going to read verse 1 to 12 together. Psalm chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. The words will be up on the screen behind me as well. It's a Psalm of David. Psalm chapter 5, verse 1 to 12, the morning watch. And it says, listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, awake expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful you, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave where their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O Lord. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing of joy. Spread your protection over over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. I don't know about you, but have have you ever come across believers who no matter what they go through, God seems to be blessing them? They're not perfect believers. They're not perfect Christians. You know, their life isn't all together, but... You, you, you know these people, and it always seems like God always answers their prayers. God always blesses them. God always helps them in their time of need. Have you ever come across anybody like that? Well, we see that David is one of those people. He wasn't someone who had his life all together. He wasn't someone who was perfect, perfect. But we can see in the life of David, right throughout his life, that God was with him, that God would help him, and that God would bless him. And the Bible says that David was actually a man after God's own heart. You know, down through the ages, the the men and women who have influenced people most for the kingdom of God have been men and women of prayer. If you want to influence people for God, then you've got to be a person of prayer. And we see that, that the people who have the greatest impact for the kingdom of God are those who pray. And we see in this psalm that David, he was a person who prayed. He was a person who prayed. And as you read through the Psalms, I don't know about you, but I love the Psalms. And as you read through the Psalms, the Psalms are actually made up of, of actually David's songs, his, his poems. But, but more than that, there's a lot of praise within the Psalms as well. A lot of the Psalms are cries from David's heart. They're a prayer of one kind and of another. And, I, and as I was reading through this Psalm, and as I've read through many Psalms, I've often wondered, why were David's prayers so effective? Why were David's prayers so effective? Why was it that God always seemed to answer David's 
prayers. What was it about David's prayers that made them effective? I wonder, is there anyone here this morning who wants to learn the secret of effective prayer? How many of you this morning want to know what the secret of having your prayers answered? Because I, I don't know about you, but I do. I long to see my prayers answered. I long to see God moving in and through my life. You know, we need to learn the secrets for ourselves. And it doesn't matter, matter whether we're a new Christian, whether you're a leader within the church. It doesn't matter who you are. We can all learn these secrets. We can all be effective in our praying. And as I studied through this psalm, you know, the Lord began to highlight certain things to me that, and certain reasons why David's prayers were so effective. And there are four reasons why David's prayers were effective. There were four things that David did that made his prayer effective. And the first reason David's prayer and his prayers were effective was because David prayed from his heart and not from his head. David prayed from his heart and not from his head. Notice what how David cries out in verse 1 to 2 of Psalm chapter 5. Listen to it. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. Notice that with David's prayers. They weren't something that came from his head. There's no spiritual jargon with David's prayers, but David actually gets straight to the point. He says, listen, my God. Listen, my God, listen, consider my difficulty, consider my lament, consider what I'm going through, oh God. You know, and then we see his cry, hear my cry, oh God, my king, my God, hear my cry. David didn't pray from his head, he prayed from his heart. And we notice that with his opening verses, David was praying with urgency. He was praying with urgency here. And you know, the word rendered lament here in English, it means groaning. Osayin. That's what it means in the original Hebrew for us. It means there was a groaning going on in David's life. He was sighing. There was something going on within his heart, within his life, that made him cry out to God. This wasn't him praying and saying, God, I have to pray today. God, oh, you know, I, I'm coming before you because I feel like I have to. Something was going on in David's life that, that caused him to cry out to God, that caused him to turn to God and say, God, I need your help. I wonder. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt so overwhelmed? Have you ever gone through something and you feel overwhelmed by it? I wonder, are you here this morning and you're going through something and you feel totally overwhelmed by your circumstance, by your situation, and you got to the point where you actually you can't even verbalize it anymore? It's just crushing your soul. It's crushing your spirit. There's something that's going on in your life that you just can't handle it anymore. You don't know how you're going to get out of it. You don't know which way to turn. It's just crushing you. And that's what David was expressing here. God, you my cry for help. God, help me. God, I need you. God, where are you? But you might wonder, why was David praying with such urgency? Why, what, what was going on in his life that caused him to cry out like this? Well, actually, as we read further through the psalm, we see that David, he had enemies that were after him. There were enemies that were after David. And this isn't just, this isn't just a, a one-off thing for David. Actually, as you study the life of David, you see that David often had enemies after him. And you, you know, you'll often find that, that when you surrender your life to God, you can be sure that the enemy won't settle for it, that he'll be after you, and he'll do anything he can to steal your faith, to make you walk away from the Lord. You'll find out that this Christian life isn't some happy, nice life. The Christian life isn't an Instagram life or a Facebook life where, you know, everything you post is nice and rosy and it's great. It's not. 
This Christian life is a battle. Day by day is a struggle sometimes. But we know we can be assured that even though we go through difficulties, even though we struggle sometimes, we've got a God who's fighting for us. We've got a God who will never leave us nor forsake us. We've got a God who is our refuge and our strength. That is the hope that we have. But we see here David. He's got some enemies in his life. And what does David do when he's in trouble? Time and time after again, just like he does here, he turns to the Lord. He turns to the Lord. I know he, he opens up his heart and opens up his life. And, you know, he begins to take a look at his life. And he says, you know, he's looking at his life thinking, you know, what's facing me today? What's actually going on in my life? And whatever it is that's going on in my life, I'm going to bring it before God today. Whatever my struggle is, I'm going to bring it to the Lord. And that's what David does here. He pours out his lament to God, his groaning and his sighing. He's, he's groaning. He's saying, God, I'm groaning. I'm suffering. I'm struggling. God, help me. You know, he, he's not coming up with some spiritual jargon. He's saying, God, where are you? God, I need you. Don't you know what I'm facing? God, help me. And you know, this is important for us this morning. Because when we pray, it's got to come from our hearts. And it can't come from our head. God isn't interested with our, cool, uh, with our nice spiritual jargon. He isn't interested whether we say these and those and those. He's not interested in that. He doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if we're eloquent or we're not eloquent. God's not interested in that. Because the Bible tells us that God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. God is more concerned with our heart. He knows what's going on. And God wants us to be real with him. I know so often we can, come, we can put a mask on here in church, but we can never put on a mask before our God because he knows our lives. He knows everything about us. And here we see David. What does he do? He doesn't try to impress God. He comes and says, God, I need you. God, help my king, my God, help me today. I need your help. You know, in fact, all effective prayer, if you want to be effective in prayer, it's got to come from your heart. It's got to come from your heart. Why? Because when we pray from our hearts, we reach the heart of our God. When we pray from our heart, it touches the heart of our God. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was touched with all of our infirmities. He knows what we're going for, through. He cares for us. And if it hurts you, it hurts him. Because our God is a God who loves us. He cares for you this morning. And that's why he wants us to pray from our heart, not from our head. Because when we pray from our heart, it touches the heart of our God. And like David, we have to pray and sometimes we have to say to ourselves, what am I really facing today? What am I really going through? I'm not here this morning to impress you. What am I struggling with today? Because I need help, God. Help me, oh God. You know, we all have days like that, don't we, where, where the roof caves in, where the bottom falls out. We all, all have days like that when we hear bad news and it just totally breaks our heart. And what does David do? He cries out from his heart to the Lord. And he says, God, will you help me? Help me. And you know, what's incredible about this, David says, he cries out saying, you're my king and you're my God. But you know, we have something greater to say than David did in our prayers. Because of what Jesus has done for us, because of what he did for us on the cross, because of his death, because of his resurrection, if we've surrendered our life to him, if we've asked him to forgive us of our sin, if we've asked him to be our Lord and Savior, we now have a restored relationship with our God. And no, yes, we can pray, yes, you're my God, yes, my, you're my king. You know, Jesus, what did he tell his disciples to pray? Our Father, who art in heaven. Because of what Jesus has done for us, 
We come before our God, not just that he's not just our king, he's not just our Lord, he's our heavenly father this morning. He is our heavenly father. And you know, I don't know about you, but when I come to my dad, and you know, if there's things going on in my life, I don't have to sugarcoat them. I can come before him honestly and truthfully, and I can just tell him what's going on in my life. I don't have to hide him. I know because he's my father, he cares for me, and he loves me, and he'll help me, and he'll guide me. How much more will our heavenly father he longs to help you. He loves you so much. If my dad wants to help me in, in the earthly sense, how much more with our heavenly heart, Father, long and run to help us? You know, I love the picture in, in Luke chapter 15 of the prodigal son, where the prodigal son had messed up. He didn't know where to go, so he decides to return home. What happens? His father runs towards him. And that's what our heavenly father wants to do with us this morning. If you were going through difficulty, if you were going through a struggle, know this morning that your God is not at a distance. He's running towards you. He's running to help you. He's longing to come if you will just turn and look to him. Stop trying to figure it out yourself and begin to pray. Begin to call upon him. So that's the first reason why David's prayer was effective. He prayed from his heart and not from his head. Secondly, we read it in verse 3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Second reason why David's prayer was effective was because David prayed every single day. David prayed every day. You know, David knew that, that every day was different. David knew he needed new strength every day. He needed help in a different way every day. He needed, maybe one day he needed guidance. Maybe one day he needed encouragement. Maybe one day he needed wisdom. Whatever it was. But David knew that every day he needed to come before God because every day was different. Every day he would face new challenges. And that's why he says, God, in the morning, you're going to hear my voice. In essence, David, he made it a habit of calling on the Lord. And you know, we need to do the same. Every day we need to pray. You might wonder this morning, how is a habit formed? How is a habit formed? Well, a habit is formed by doing it nonstop, by repeating something over and over again. You know, I got into a habit a few years ago of clicking my fingers. Anybody else do that? You know, and, and now I can't stop doing it. Chloe hates me doing it. But you know, that started off just with one action. I was just doing it. I was actually copying my uncle because my uncle Karen, he likes to click his fingers. <laughs> and my gran hates that as well. But, you know, it's a terrible habit. I know it's a bad habit. But, you know, I can't get out of that habit because I do it every single day. It's something that I just do. It's, I don't even, it's second nature now. I don't even think about it. And, you know, that's what happens. A habit is formed like that. It starts off with doing something. And, you know, at first it might feel a bit strange. At first it might be difficult. You know, the first few times you do it, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be burdensome. But over time, it becomes second nature to you. And you won't even think about it. Or in my case, you won't think about it until my wife tells me off and gives me a slap for doing it. You know, it's one of those things. That's how a habit is formed. But, you know, just like we can have bad habits of clicking fingers or biting our nails or whatever it is. We can also form good habits as well. There are also good habits that we can form in our lives. And actually, if we form the right habits in our lives, it can help and shape our character. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I want to be a person of character. You know, God is more concerned about our character than he is about our charisma. He's not interested about, you know, what the show and the outward appearance. God looks at our heart. He looks about who we actually are. God is concerned about your character. And I want to form some good habits in my life. 
I don't know about you, but I want to form some good habits in my life because good habits form good character. And that's what David did. He prayed every single day. And before long, it became second nature. Before long, he was calling upon God. Now, I'm sure that that didn't just happen. It wasn't easy for him, possibly, the first night. First time. Do you remember the first time you prayed? Was it easy? Was it, you know, it, it's sometimes a struggle, isn't it? You know, when somebody says you've got to pray every day, sometimes it's like, oh, do I have to? Really? You know, especially when I was a younger Christian, you know, when I'd hear people saying, you know, you, you must pray every day, you've got to pray every day. You know, it's like, oh, really? But don't you know I'm tired? Don't you know what's going on? I'm, I'm busy, I'm too busy, I can't, you know, it's, it's hard. But when we begin to make it a habit day by day, you'll find over time that it becomes easier. And then actually over time, it becomes an enjoyment rather than a struggle. You know, it'd be easier, wouldn't it? It'd be a lot easier if every day we had an angel turn up to our house to sit down by us uh, and, you know, to sit down, have a meal with us and to guide us through the day. Wouldn't it be easier? You know, I, you know, I wonder, if, has anybody ever prayed for that? God, would you just send an angel to help me today and to tell me what to do and maybe live my life for me today instead? But, you know, the reality is, it doesn't matter even if we had an angel with us. By the time we wake up the next morning, we're still going to need Jesus. Every day we're going to need our God. Every day you're going to need Jesus. It doesn't matter if we have the help from him. We're going to need God every single day of our lives. We need him every, stay, every single day of our lives. And that's why I want to encourage those, the younger people here this morning, and those who are new to faith, and even those who have been on this journey for a long time. I want to encourage you to pray every day. Not because you have to, or because I'm telling you. The Bible encourages us to pray every day because God knows that we're going to face different things every single day. It's going to be new challenges, there's going to be new struggles, and every day we're going to need the help and strength and guidance of our God. And so I want to encourage you this morning to pray. Pray every day, like David did. Pray every morning. You know, Jesus taught his disciples, didn't he? He said, taught them the prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Notice he didn't say, give us this week our weekly bread. He didn't say, give us this Sunday our Sunday bread. He didn't say, give us this monthly, our month, give us our monthly, our monthly bread. He didn't say that. Jesus told his disciples, give us this day our daily bread. We need our daily bread. We need our daily bread every day. We need it. Jesus knows we need him every day. We need his help. We need our daily bread. You know, many Christians are weak. Many Christians are frail. Many Christians miss out on the blessings of God. Why? It's not because the enemy is after them all the time, 24-7. It's not because they've got so many difficulties or struggles. The reason why many Christians are weak and frail and struggle and miss out on blessings is because actually they don't live in the presence of God day by day. They don't get in his word day by day. And instead, they make prayer a weekly thing. And I'm not going to raise hands, but I wonder this morning, how many of you just pray on a Sunday? You know, it's, it, we can make it that if we want to make it that. But Jesus said, pray every single day. Why? Because we need it. We need to pray every day. You know, you know, just like in the natural, if we don't eat every single day, if we don't have food every single day, then we're going to become weak. We're going to become malnourished. I know Davin will can't go without food even for a few hours, let alone a few, a few days. Imagine. But yet we do it spiritually, don't we? We can go a week. We can wait till the next, we can wait till Sunday until we actually read the word of God again. We can wait till Sunday until we actually pray again but then we become weak like we would in the natural if we didn't have our daily food 
And so David says, God, every day I'm going to pray. I know after time or after time, David began to enjoy coming into the presence of God. And David felt so comfortable in coming into the presence of God. We can tell it's a good habit and that David was often praying because David was so bold in his prayers that, as I said, it didn't come from his head, it came from his heart. And he was crying out, God, help me. God, rescue me. That doesn't sound like somebody who's, who doesn't know God. To me, that sounds like somebody who knows God per- very closely and very personally, that he has boldness to say, God, help me. God, come. God, rescue me. That sounds like somebody who knows his father intimately and personally. And that's why we need to pray every single day. And you know, it's a privilege. You know, I don't want to get to the other side of eternity. I don't want to get to heaven one day and look back, you know, and Jesus maybe shows me my life and look at all those missed opportunities you have here get into my presence and pray. I wanted to meet with you today. I wanted to speak to you. I wanted to guide you. You know, our God is not there to put his finger on us and to control us. He's there to help us, to guide us. He knows best. And so I want to encourage us this morning. He invites us day by day. It says in Psalm 50 verse 15, call on me in the day of trouble. Jesus said in Matthew 7 verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I want to encourage you this morning. Let's accept his invitation this morning and every morning of our life. So David prayed from his heart, not from his head. David prayed every single day. And the last two, very quickly. David looked to God in earnest expectation that the Lord would answer. How many of you pray and believe that God will answer your prayers? Or how many of you pray just because you have to pray? I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste my time praying and not believing that there will be an answer. That's just foolish, isn't it? I want to waste the time that we would actually spend some time praying and not believe that God would answer. What we see with David is that David believed that when he called on God, God will answer him. It might not always be the answer that he expected or even that he wanted, but he knew that God would answer. Because the Bible tells us that God hears and answers our prayers. He does Listen to what he says in verse 3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you. Listen, and wait expectantly. That's incredible. That's incredible. David was basically saying, God, I'm going to come into your presence every day. And I'm going to believe that as I pray, you're going to hear and you're going to answer. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe this morning that your prayer that you've lifted up this morning is going to be answered? That is our God. He is able to answer. Nothing is too difficult for our God. He is able to answer. He is able to answer our prayers. You know, we need to ask and believe in faith. And you know, maybe for some of us, we need an increase in faith. We need to say, God, give me the faith to believe that you'll answer. Maybe for some of you, your faith has been battered and it's been worn down because you've had to wait and you've had to wait long. But David was willing to wait because he knew that even though he had to wait, that God will answer in his time. He knew he was expecting for God to answer. Jesus said, ask anything in my name and it shall be done. Do we believe that? Do you know this morning you could say one prayer and it could change your life forever? Because God can answer, God can answer it. If we come and pray in faith, God can answer. You know, so often one prayer in faith can, you know, totally change our lives compared to a lifetime of praying and not expecting God to answer. 
I don't know about you, but for me as a church, you know, that's God, what God's been laying on my heart as a pastor. Pray in faith, Lynn. Believe that what you're praying is going to be answered. And I do. I pray in faith every day. God, move in our church. God, lift up. Encourage those who need encouragement. Strengthen those who need strength. Bring in the lost, oh God. You know, I pray that. And I believe that God will answer. Because he's a God who hears and answers our prayers. How many of you want everything that God has promised for your life? God's promised so much for your life. And this isn't just it. This isn't just it, just sitting in the rows of church and week by week. God's got a plan for your life, a perfect plan. I don't know about you, but I want it. It is more. How many of you want blessings in your life? How many of you want power in your life? Spiritual power. How many of you want joy in your life? How many of you need peace this morning? Then pray and ask. Ask and believe that he will. How many of you don't know what, what God has called you to do? Know this morning that as you pray, God can begin to reveal that to you. God is a God who answers prayer. And you know, David was willing to wait. David was willing to wait. He said, God, I wait expectantly for you. Because he knew that even though he had to wait, God will answer in his time. God will answer. And he trusted in his God. You know, sometimes, you know, we might be facing something and we need God to answer right away. But there are other times where we're not in a rush. And so I'd encourage us just to take time and wait in God's presence. You know, I believe that's an art that's missing in many lives today. We're living in a society that wants everything now. Give me this now. Fast food, Amazon next day delivery. I need it now, now, now. You know, I wanna, I wanna watch this now, you know, and, and all these things, we want it now, now, now. But God is actually saying, wait. You know, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There is a secret in waiting. And David said, I'm gonna wait. But it's not wasted waiting. I'm waiting, and as I wait, it's increasing my faith in God. It's actually increasing my dependence on God. You saying, I'm going to wait. I wonder this morning, do you have to make a decision today? I wonder, are you having trouble in your home life? I wonder, are you concerned about changing jobs? Take time this morning. Survey your life. Bring your situation before the Lord and wait expectantly. Do you have a wayward son or daughter or loved one? upon God and wait expectantly for him to answer. God is not deaf. Your prayer is not hitting the ceiling. It says in Revelation that all our prayers are kept in a bowl in the throne room of our God and it's like in sweet smelling incense before him. Your prayers are not falling on deaf ears but they are cherished by our God and in his time he will answer it. Know that this morning. Just be still and know that he is God. Wait expectantly for him and finally Number four, what made David's prayers so effective? David rested in God's mercy. David rested in God's mercy. Do you think this morning that God's not going to hear you? I wonder, do you think that? Do you think God's not going to listen to you this morning? Maybe you've come here this morning and you're saying, I'm just not in that place I need to be. I'm just not in that place with God where I need to be. You know, I wonder, has your parents ever turned you away when you've been disobedient or you've fallen or you've failed? I know that my parents haven't. It's in those moments that actually they're there even more to help and to encourage, put their arms around me. And yes, to tell me what's wrong, but it's because of their love. They want to guide and they want to help and bring me back on that path and direct me in the right way to go. How much more will our heavenly Father? You know, so often when we mess up, we feel like we have to stay away from God. But it's in the times when we mess up that we have to run to God. Because our God is a God of mercy. 
What did David say? His mercies are new every morning. Every morning, his mercies are new. God has enough mercy for you today. If you've messed up, God is a God who's willing to forgive you and is there ready to welcome you. He's there with open arms, like the father with a prodigal son. He is there. Don't hide away. Don't keep eating out of the pig's troughs. Run back to your heavenly father. Get to him. You know, it says in 1 John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I want to encourage you this morning. Don't let Satan, don't let the enemy of our souls keep you from the morning watch. Don't allow him to stop you from coming before God every day. Don't allow him to stop you from bringing your request before the Lord and laying your situation before the Lord. Because our praise and about impressing God is coming from our heart and it's laying the truth before our God and waiting and believing that he will answer. He is our heavenly father. He longs to help you. He longs to move in your life. He longs to encourage you and guide you. And so I want to encourage you this morning. Don't let Satan stop you from coming before him. But if you repent and if you confess your sins, he will forgive you and you can know that he will answer, that he will help you. And you know, as we do that, as we pray, as we keep the morning watch, just like David, we'll begin to experience peace. We'll begin to experience guidance. We'll begin to experience blessings like we've never known before. Anybody want blessings this morning? Anybody want peace? Is there someone here who needs joy? Is there someone, and I don't mean joy, you all still at the back. Anyone who needs joy, spiritual joy? Anybody who needs strength? Anybody who needs direction? This morning, take up your morning watch. Lay your request before him. Pray from your heart. Believe that he will answer and rest in his mercy, that our God is a God of mercy and that he's there ready for you. Amen. Shall we pray? Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to Gateway Church Cymru. Dakota UK. Have a great day.